Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Cavs podcast. I'm Chris Manning, that's Evan Demerol. On today's show, we are going to talk all about Cavs heat, which the Cavs won picking up their first win in South Beach uh, since 2010. So let's dive into today's show, which will all cover that. I want to also thank you for making Locked On Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. <laughs> You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode, by the way, is also brought to you by Shopify. The all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. So start now at Shopify.com backslash LockedOnNBA. That is all lowercase, by the way. Evan, uh, before we get into today's show, uh, what we should note that we're going to change things up a little bit in how we're going to cover games going on. We're going to do we're doing a little infrastructure building. We're doing a little bit of uh, building up our our uh, you know lanes for for uses of bikes instead of cars. Really making this a people focused, people first transit system. Um, this is going to be this really long winded just to say we're shaking things up. Yeah, you know I just have to have bits because you have pilled me, and now because of you, I like to do bits. So the. So what we're going to do, first segment of a game recap is going to be our big takeaway, the big thing you should be thinking about coming out of this game. Second segment will be our normal award, so stat of the night, MVP, and the play of the night. And the last segment is going to be our little uh, little like bits of popcorn, little snacks of little things that we noticed throughout the game. They maybe aren't the biggest takeaway, something that we're not going to spend a ton of time on, but we're still going to dive into. We'll come up with a fun name for that, perhaps. If someone has comes up with one, we'll give you a shout-out on the show, but... Uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Actually, before we start, oh, shout okay. out to everyone who's reached out and let us know that we are a part of their Spotify Unwrapped this year. It means a lot, really. This It's really cool, honestly, to see so- that we're one of your regular listens on a day-to-day basis. And um, Even you, Justin Rowan. Even you, Justin Rowan. But I want to give a special shout out to Carter Ostrowski, who DM'd me his screenshot saying, love the show. Well, Carter, we appreciate that. And this episode's for you. Anyways, guys, if you are a Spotify listener, um, I don't know why the heck you're not at this point. It's uh, not just because my employer owns them, but let us know. We'll give you shout-outs to the show to wrap up the year because there's about a month left, a little less than a month left, or a little less than a month left in 2021, which is hard to believe. Um, we're creeping up on my two-year anniversary of the show. So, yeah, no, really appreciate it. But, Chris, what was your Wait, 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 wait. Your, your, employer, your, your employer doesn't own Spotify. Facebook on Spotify. I don't think so. I don't think Facebook so. Facebook is expanding part Spotify partnership with a new Boombox product. They've owned Spotify forever, dude. Remember when you could connect your Facebook account to your Spotify you account like, so you could yeah, share I with people? I don't, I don't use Facebook. Anyway, all right. Here's the deal. What was your broad takeaway from Cavs Heat last night? Besides the general, they broke a 11-year losing streak. Well, that, that to me is sort of it because, like, I kind of just think the Cavs, like, as a team, they handled this game in a way that I think sort of made it work, right? Like, I, I think the Cavs, as a team, came out really hot. Looked really good. This obviously wasn't a heat, heat where without Bam out of body, he was going to miss a bunch of time uh, with with a finger injury. Jimmy Butler was out for this game. Um, Thank you know, goodness. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, I changed my uh, sleeper pick from the Cavs game to 
to their game against Indiana. So fingers crossed he plays. For for this Cavs team, they came out really hot. My, the Heat came back up with a ton of pressure, basically ran a full-court press, lots of traps, threw a funky zone at the Cavs that it took the Cavs some time to figure out. They got The Heat got a little hot from three. The Cavs survived that push. And I don't think in the past that necessarily would have happened. I don't necessarily believe that the Cavs would have like had the, the ability to kind of weather that. But they went into Miami. Again, not a full-strength Miami team. But they went into Miami. They won a game that on the schedule we, we would probably look at as a loss, a game they're probably going to lose. And they won. And they kind of just navigated some some drama. They navigated some pressure. They got good performances from some of their young stars. Like this is just the kind of win that is indicative, I think, of of the quality of this Cavs team. I don't really know, how, like, on the spectrum of, like, how good this team actually is. I still don't really feel like I have a good grasp on that for a variety of reasons. But I think that this Cavs team has quality in a way that I think it's just time to acknowledge it again. It's just winning in Miami for them. is just one of those things. It's like, I, I thought I'll, when we were, I think when we were both coming up as, as people thinking about this team, like in the first Kyrie era, or that are when you start like learning more random stuff than just like going to the games and, and whatever, like they had a really hard time winning in Indiana. And I, I can remember like them winning in Indiana when LeBron came back. And it was like a, like a thing that Tristan and Kyrie in particular sort of were like, oh, this like was this was an important moment for us. Like, I kind of think that this is like a this does obviously this is a different level of that because like it's not the same guys. It's it's just but it's just like a moment that the franchise has actually like done something in, in a way to me. I don't know. I'm probably making too much out of it, but it's just kind of cool. No, it is really cool, and uh, do you think a lot of this credit goes to JB for just kind of having his finger on the pulse of this team this whole season? Because I think about who has been coaching. I mean, like, I think Ty would have been able to coach. I don't know if Larry Drew would have been able to. I know John Bayline definitely would have. John Bayline did not handle pressure well at the NBA level, but I think JB has done a really good job, and I think... This is another feather in his cap. Granted, like you said, the Heat did not have Bam Adebayo. They did not have Jimmy Butler. They were essentially playing a G League squad at some better parts of the night. I mean, Dwayne Dedman was getting meaningful minutes for Miami, but... Yeah, I mean, he's above a G League guy. It's like a legit NBA vet. Mac, like, I, I know, but like he he is there at Davis. I don't expect to see Dwayne Dedman playing meaningful minutes for the Miami Heat on a night-to-night basis when they're fully healthy. I tend so do you to, think JB yeah. outcoached Spo, or do you think this is just JB kind of helped them ride the weather the storm? I, I think like ascribing like outcoached shoes sometimes can be like a tricky thing because there's just a lot that you don't see and like some of the buttons that they're hitting you we just don't know just because like we don't have like the access to like be in the huddle play to play. What I think happens is the Cavs mm-hmm. like shot um, really hot from three. This team plays overall with energy that JB I think deserves a lot of credit for them kind of getting into, and this is not like a. This is not a situation where, like, I think they, like, it is, like, just X, Y, Z. I think it is more of, like, this Cavs team is just, like, adult and playing at a level that they are just, like, actually better. Like, there's a Jared Allen block in this game that is, like, one of the contenders we could go to for um, play of the night. But this wasn't, like, a Jared Allen, like, rotated and blocked a shot. Darius Garland, like, walled Kyle Lowry coming into the lane. And Darius Garland, like, is playing with effort on defense. Ricky Rubio is, like, playing with effort on defense. This was also just a game that, like, you had a lot of things just kind of go right. And some things that didn't go right, but they just kind of navigated. I think this Cavs team is just sort of, like, bought in in general. And, like, I, you know, like, I think ascribing all the credit to the coach is is tricky. 
because I think the players also like this is a player driven league. Like the players have to be the ones kind of fueling this, but like they clearly are buying into what is being laid out for them and they're playing in the way they are. And like, yeah, they just went into Miami and beat a team that is good. Like this is a heat team that at full strength, like could be like a finals contender. This is a heat team that could oh, yeah. like make do real damage in the Eastern conference. And the Cavs, again, did not, they didn't have Jimmy Butler. They didn't have Bam Adebayo. The Cavs went in and handled it. And like, there was a lot of really impressive stuff along the way. And like, I think that's all you can kind of really ask for is that again, this is a Cavs team that like we looked at this week and it was like, Oh, the Mavs like are kind of a weird matchup. They won that game. They just went into Miami and won. We'll see what goes on. They've had some, you know, they had some trouble with the wizards early in the year. Um, we'll see if they can go in and um, navigate the Wizards on the road before they get Utah at home on Sunday. Like, this is a tough week, but they're 2-0 and on this tough week, and like that's much better than I think we could have expected. Yeah, I mean, they're much better than we could have expected in general, but to shift lanes a little bit here, uh, because we're kind of pressed for time for this segment, um, my big takeaway from this game is we at Locked on Cavs were wrong insane the Cavs should have committed serious money to Duncan Robinson because who boy if he's looking bad in the Miami system I don't know how he would look in a Cleveland system prior to them acquiring Larry Markin that had next to no spacing so yeah, I think he'll be fine I didn't yeah, think he didn't Robinson play. he's was not bad playing. no I didn't think Rob like I, you you mentioned to me like Heat fans are like chomping at the bit to trade him or get rid of him I'm like oh he's not that bad and then I watched him play I'm like oh he's that bad so I will admit, Justin Rowan, thank you for making us your third most listened podcast for the year 2021, because the fact that you host the official voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers podcast isn't enough for you. I commend you for that. But yeah, Duncan Robinson has been pretty bad this year, and we're not wrong often. We're usually right more often than not, especially Chris with his Isaac Okoro take, but weird. We'll get get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get our flowers one day, Chuck. But no, nah, I don't we really care. No, Duncan I just, Robinson. I just like, I just like annoying people sometimes because I just, I just do what I do. You it's fun. never. No, no, that's because I'm of looking you. at your, I'm looking at your Christmas gift right now. Damn, it is a banger, by the way. I Sorry, also, I also got you a Christmas gift. This is weird. Yeah, well, it's under my tree, not wrapped with care, but it's under my tree right I now. I have not wrapped yours yet. It is in the closet opposite of where I'm recording right now. Your partner knows what it is. I know. <laughs> oh, she snitched. She didn't tell me what it was. She's like, "Hey, Chris is getting you something." And I'm like, Damn. "Oh, I'm already getting Chris something." So and she's just like, Yoda she didn't want me. It... She didn't want me to look bad when you present yeah, me with a yeah, gift. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, uh, here's can, a can, gift card I can, bought from the store." Can we? Uh, can we? Can, let's make up a public agreement now. Do you want to exchange at Cavs Rockets on December fifteenth? Uh, Are you going to that game? Because I will be at that game. Will I be in town? Yeah, I'll be in town. All right, so, we're exchanging yeah, men. We'll, we'll do a photo. Maybe we'll do it live on Twitter. It'll be a good time. All right, let's do it. But, Chris, Christmas shopping is hard this year. And you know who makes so it easier hard. for everyone? Today's sponsor, Shopify. You know, you know what sound I love? The sound that makes me smile? The sound of money. And it's the sound of another sale on Shopify and the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you didn't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can sell, also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Their point-of-sale app, not mine. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. 
Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Because you know me, I'm a sucker for shopping local. So if you're interested, shop, go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Go grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Evan, let's get into our awards. Let's get into the awards. Um, you go first. Who's uh, your Chris, game well, you MVP? We have word from our other sponsor. Oh, that's uh, the second break. We got to tell everyone about our friends at Bet at, uh, at our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online obviously is the the best way to bet right now on sports. They've you covered all season for props, odds, and lines more than ever before as the football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this year. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive that fifty percent welcome bonus. Um, all you got to do is use the promo code locked on. That is all one word in caps to receive that bonus from basketball to football, to NHL, to boxing, to UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and it's bet online. And that's where the game starts. Boom. Did it. Crushed it. There you go. Anyway, Crushed it. Capitalism. all right, Evan awards, uh, your MVP for this game is whom? See, this is tough because I think the obvious pick would be Jared Allen because he was the best player. But I'm going to give some shouts to our main man, Kevin Love. Uh, that was my other takeaway from this game. If we were crunch, for, if we needed something else to talk about, was I was also wrong about Kevin Love. He has been very good in his role for the Cavs this year. Six of eight and three. He hit the most three pointers for Cleveland. Um, kind of turned back the clock a little bit against a very old Miami team. Maybe it's just an old man thing, but. 22 points on 6 of 9 shooting. Very nice. With Along with 6 they do, they, rebounds, They do assists. say old people do well in Florida. So, you know. That's true. Two, he's Maybe Kevin loves a snowbird at this point. Two steals and one block. And, you know, it was... Uh, that's going to go hand in hand with my stat. But Kevin Love got a part of the Miami block party last night. So, Kevin Love was great. Um, I was wrong. I'll admit about him fully adapting to this bench role. I thought there was going to be some bumps in the road, but he has really done well in this position for the Cavs, and he has become a meaningful veteran for this Cavs team too. So I know Chris is a proponent of never stretch, but I will say never wave Kevin Love right now. I mean, the other shoe could drop, but for now I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. Who's your uh, MVP pick? Yeah, just a note on Kevin Love. It is nuts that he is playing well, and I feel like we haven't even seen him like shoot like that. Like his numbers would indicate he's not like he's shooting well below his like career numbers. Like it ha- isn't until last night. Like he hadn't had like a flamethrower kind of Kevin Love game really. Um, he's been good. I think everyone should be kind of a little surprised. I wonder if like if you ask the Cavs like privately if they're like surprised to some degree. Like publicly, like JB is gonna like defend him and as he should. But like if you like got like you know like front office execs like true Seymour in their arms, you know like I I would wonder if they're like a little surprised. I would tend to think they probably I mean, are a little bit. Could you could you blame him though? No, he that's had what I'm a saying. Bad year last that's year. That's what I'm saying. The Team USA stuff happens. I thought his calf was going to be like a ticking time bomb the, waiting the, for his Achilles to rupture. Yeah, the, the Team USA stuff is like one of those things that I would – there's like a lot that like, like – Like the I, Team USA yes. thing was the last gasp effort for on the Cavs part to say, okay, Kev, go play with like some of the best in the world. If you can rehab your value a little bit, we can get you out of here pronto. Yeah. And, didn't work and now he's thriving in cleveland yeah and it's he's and he's again he the attitude seems right which is kind of like half the battle i think with this all right my yep. mine's darius garland because i i think that darius garland 
continues to just have utter control of what is happening on the floor um to Audrey. i don't even think this was necessarily like a great game from him right 16 points 6 of 13 shooting 4 of 8 from 3 7 of uh, 7 assists versus 5 turnovers 3 ruins uh, jared allen like objectively was probably better in 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 everything i just kind of think that i watched darius in this game and it felt like everything just kind of flowed through him he fed a lot of those jared allen lobs he um, kept the offense moving. He played really good defense in ways that, you know, it obviously isn't going to show up in, like, the box score, but, like, it's one of the mm-hmm. – he continues to, I think, be a better defensive player this season. I think Darius is just good. And I, I think even on nights where, like, he isn't statistically not having, like, a great night, I felt like he was impacting the game in a positive way. So I just want to salute that I think the leap – like, this to me, the, the highs that we will see from him are really, really key. And, and show you that mm-hmm. the leap is happening. I think this is like another another proof that like qualitatively he's having a, a kind of a good night. Evan, um, my stat of the night: Cavs are 50, 16 of thirty one, fifty one point six percent from three. This was Darius Garland was four of eight. Evan Mobley was two of three. Uh, Kevin Love, as we noted, as you noted, was six of eight. Lamar Stevens was was two of three from three. Denzel Valentine ate one off the bench. This was on a Duncan night where Duncan Robinson was zero of six. Just to remind folks that we yeah. were once again wrong. Evans actually just a really a really big closet Ohio State fan is just really bitter about Michigan w- winning the game on Saturday. Um, this was with Lowry Marketing one of five, with Jer- Isaac Core not taking one, with Jared Allen obviously not taking one. Like <laughs> the Cavs just like shot the heck out of the ball from three on a night where like they kind of needed to. Uh, they kind of just Kevin Love got hot. Lamar Stevens hit a really nice catch and shoot three to kind of like in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Mobley hitting two threes is kind of big on a net where he took a little bit to get comfortable. Like Darius even hit that little three where he lost his handle and had to just kind of throw it up and he made it. Like they just had some stuff break their way and they had a hot night from three and like that that is I think part of the reason why they kind of navigated some of the pressure and the in the zone that he threw them at the second quarter. Exactly because there was a point where the the Heat threw a zone at the Cavs and they responded. I think it was either Evan Mobley or it could have even been um, Kevin Love that just drained a three. And you know, Nikias Duncan pointed this out too. Like it was not wise on the Heat's part to run a zone, and when the Cavs could just run high low action between Evan Mobley and Kevin Love on the floor at the same time. Like I think that's something JB needs to explore more of. But yeah, this three point shooting. May not happen every night, especially with Lamar Stevens hitting two three pointers. But <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that it will not happen uh, on most nights. It will not shoot this well from three on most nights. But on the other hand, Larry Markin also won't go one of five from three. I think Ricky Rubio will maybe hit a three pointer or two instead of going over like he did last night. It, like there's some encouraging signs that Cavs players that normally don't step up did step up, and I think you the players that you usually expect to step up from the perimeter will continue to do. So I think it's super encouraging having Mobley three of his 10 shot attempts were from beyond the arc. Like I think watching his shot profile change in real time is really cool, especially considering he's still rehabbing from an elbow injury. So in the fact that he didn't really do any damage in the first half and he did all of his damage in the second half is just even more impressive. But speaking of Mobley and damage, my stat of the night pick are the blocks the Cavs had. They had 14 in total. The starting lineup had 10, excuse me. They uh, Jared Allen had five, which is, I believe, a career high for him. I'm not sure. Uh, Evan Mobley had four. Isaac Okoro had one to wrap up the 10 for the starting lineup. And then coming off the bench, you also had Lamar Stevens with two, Kevin Love with one, which is, you know, super impressive. Then good guy Ed Davis in less than four minutes played had one as well. So, 
Yeah, no, uh, JB really wants this team to be a defense-first team. I think they are third overall in defensive rating after last night's game, 21st in offensive rating, which is to be expected. But if the Cavs keep grinding out games like this where they just really hold teams to, like, obvious, like, this reminds me a lot of the Clippers game, like, where the fact that, like, maybe the Cavs don't have the gun power, the gumption, like, if this Heat team is at full apex, if they grinded it out with this Miami squad and they're able to hit threes like they did and they keep, get some to win, like, these are impressive wins that the Cavs can put their feathers in their caps in and say, like, yeah, they're a good defensive team. And like you said, they have Darius Garland bought in on defense, who objectively should not be a good defender. He was not leading up to this point, but he is a good defender at this point. You have Larry Markin playing good defense. You have Dean Way playing good defense when he's available. You have Kevin Love playing good defense at times. Like, this Cavs seems good defensively, and I think 14 block shots is indicative of that. Yeah, Cavs are fifth in cleaning the glass, so factoring out uh, garbage time. Garbage time. Top five, Golden State, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Cavs, the Jazz coming at sixth. So uh, you get a little top 10 mat- defense matchup on Sunday at, at, at Rock and Warrior Fieldhouse. Um, all right, Evan, uh, your just play of the night is, is what? That Darius Garland buzzer beater three okay. at the end of the third quarter. Like, it was just it's hypey like that's all it is and i mean that or every darius garland connection to jared allen on a lob pass because in my migraine riddle fog i was still able to get out a shot at baker mayfield the fact that darius garland is able to connect with a new a former new york receiver regularly but oh but but darius garland's buzzer beater threes like you said like this wasn't the best game statistically for darius but he was still a presence the whole night but he still had a pretty hype play, and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I need to see more of that Darius Garland still, but, like, we're starting to see more of that Darius Garland as time goes on, and I'm not going to victory lap on behalf of the organization, but I'm starting to see what the Cavs saw in him, and it makes me more comfortable to say, like, yeah. I mean, we already agreed that this was the best player the Cavs could have taken with that fifth overall pick, but it definitely creates a clear distance when you have people saying, like, well, what about XYZ players as well? Uh, my play uh, is the Kevin Love outletting to Lamar Stevens, who then lobbed to Jared Allen, who then got an and one. Um, we haven't just seen very much uh, Kevin full court outlet passing this year. Um, it just hasn't been a, th- a thing as of yet. And in this case, it just was Kevin whipping one, and Lamar made a really nice play. So I just want to, that just deserves a shout out. All right, after the break, we are going to dive into uh, some of the other little tidbits from the game, little takeaways. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about Evan Mobley switching on a Tyler Hero because I loved every time that that happened because Evan Mobley freaking rocks. But Evan, uh, you have another ad read for us. I do. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Do not let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and they have helped save them over $100 million. It's a lot of Skrilla. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. And together, we'll win the war. On free trial renewal without our consent. That's right. 
All right. It's like the war on Christmas. We're going to win that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. There's Evan a war is... on Christmas, Chris, and they're winning. Yeah, there's a... Who they are, we'll never know. Yeah, it's it's you angling for a job at, just, at like, bad, bad places. Um, you're just going to be like Tom on Succession, like, taking the wrong jugs at the wrong time and Still walking through a cover. Uh, are you... I'm just going to get more red. <laughs> Watch Succession, you... you I'm I'm gonna bully our, our mutual friend Ashley Bastock into making you watch uh, Succession because you. Well, aren't they a big fan of Barstool over at Succession? What? Well, look, Nicholas Braun is. We're not talking about Nicholas Braun's out. cousin Greg though. He doesn't know that IP. Anyway, um. God, I hate when you do this. Anyway, uh, Cavs takeaways. Evan, I just want to start with the fact that Evan Mobley absolutely gobbled up Tyler Hero on a lot of switches. And, like, Evan Mobley, like, again, took, I think, is not comfortable as an offensive player yet. Is not comfortable, mm-hmm. like, figuring out how to, like, find his effectiveness on the offensive end. I think the grow, the growing pains for him are clearly more on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. And it's it shows... It's a bit of a box score MVP is what you're trying to say. Not really. I'm just trying to say what I'm trying to say. But Evan Mobley would get a bunch of switches on hero and hero just is like, I don't know what to like with like the first time he tried to get a step back and he just like, it, it was way short. Cause he just didn't have enough room to get it off. He had to like Mobley's length and quickness just kind of eats it up. And then every time the rest of the game, they do that switch and he's just like either would give up the ball or like try to drive into him and then dribble. Like it was just like Evan Mobley switching onto guards is effective defense. And like heroes had a really good year. He's had a really nice bounce back year for him. And Mobley just kind of, like, gobbled him up. And Hero is one of the better players for the Heat in this game, in my mind, uh, aside from the moments where Mobley just kind of gobbled him up. So Evan Mobley, again, I think he's just, like, quite good. Yeah, I think that's not that hot of a take at this point, I think. I just, like, love watching him switch. It is just so fun to watch him, like, switch on the guards. And then the first time a guard, like, thinks they're going to be able to, like, do something with it because it's a big, it doesn't always work. Like, and then after that, it like it like, it, it, it's just altering the game in some ways. I think it's really encouraging because him and Scotty Barnes both are just so good defensively and like their offensive potential is unlimited. I think that's what makes me so excited about the future of this league is when you look at Evan Mobley, you look at what Scotty Barnes is doing in Toronto. And then, I mean, obviously Cade in Detroit, like those are the lead three leaders for the rookie of the year race. I feel at this point and defensively how advanced Mobley is is just super impressive I think like you said he isn't fully comfortable offensively but like the defensive package is already there and it's just super exciting what the Cavs are able to work with I think the fact that they're able to switch him and Jared on the perimeter is super encouraging and super fun too like that is a wrinkle I did not expect like I expected Mobley to be heading into the season primarily just a paint defender and that teams would just kind of exploit because he's just so tall and kind of looks like you think you assume he's like awkward because of how tall and lanky he is because considering his age but the fact that he's so fluid and comfortable in his body is just like really encouraging too um i just think my i i don't know man i've, I've just been high on evan mobley for a while chris would you be opposed for the Cavs finagling a move to get his brother isaiah on the team because he's isaiah's been really good for southern cal uh and like he was supposed to be the better Mobley, and then Evan came into USC and just kind of took them by storm. The, so that's why he stayed back here to like bump bump up his draft stock. There's a there's a uh, tradition in the NBA of like having your brother like on in their organization, Chris Smith with the with the New York Knicks. Um, hmm. 
you know, we can look. Cleveland Charge probably could still big. I don't know. Um, Evan, give me a, give me a little. little Bro, Isaiah Mobley is considered like a top twenty pick this year. <laughs> I I I look. It is too early for me to like. Because the Cavs might be drafting in the top twenties, man. We just got to keep they, our options yeah, open. They, they, just, they have a, they have a wing need. They have they have a wing need more than Evan Mobley can play play on the perimeter. Dude. Okay, he can give, play a give, three. give stop stop. Give me my take. Give, yeah, give me uh, just the fact that Tyler Harrow is really excited for the Matrix reboot based on his <laughs> post game fit. Um, okay, give me an actual. I just, give, give me a basketball one. I don't care about Tyler. A Harrow's basketball fit. one. Yeah, yeah. This this is. Little takeaways well, from the it game. It was the fact that Kevin Love has really been beneficial in his role for the Cavs. Like, I, I did not expect it whatsoever. Like, I expected him to be so bad that the Cavs have to be scaled back. But the other thing is, is I think it's time for folks to start selling stock on Dylan Windler Island and, like, start selling their land and maybe moving okay, it thank elsewhere. You. Thank you. This is what because I, this, this is the substance I was looking for. I was trying to coax I, it out I, of you. I was trying to lead into it a little bit because no, it's something weren't. we're asked you're, you're about a lot. You trying to kill time. You're trying to kill time. Just admit it's fine. Just continue. Anyways, I think Dylan Windler, the idea, like Chris said, and we both said at this point, the idea of Dylan Windler makes so much sense on this cast team. He's a big-bodied forward who can hit threes. He can provide tertiary, sometimes primary player making. He can play defense, and he can rebound. I think part of the problem is is JB likes to lean on guys that he knows more, and I think that's why you see Lamar Stevens getting those minutes that he does, even with Jetty Osmond out. Because if this cap seems fully healthy, I think we hardly see Lamar Stevens. Oh, I think yeah. we like it's going to be like the bench rotation is on a night to night basis would be Ricky, Jetty, Kevin, and then like the ninth man is either Dean Wade or Lamar Stevens at that point. But People keep asking us, and I've kind of wondered it myself for a while, too, is why the heck does Dylan Windler not get minutes? I think part of it is JV is a creature of habit. This is a problem he had in Memphis. This is a problem he had in Houston. It's probably going to be a problem he has in Cleveland as well, where he leans on guys he fully trusts because I also cannot say I fully can rely on Dylan Windler on a night-to-night basis. Like, there's moments he pops. You're like, okay, yeah, I can see something there. And then, like, he plays five minutes a night, so there's not a lot you can say. Like, okay, you can firmly say Dylan Wendler is going to be a part of this rotation. But the fact that Jetty Osmond has been out for two games now, um, and the fact that Dylan Wendler cannot crack the rotation in that regard, like on a consistent basis, I guess he played in both games, but it was in garbage time against Miami, and he played sporadically against Orlando before that. Or, sorry, Dallas before that. Um I think it's just time for the Cavs and their fans to say, like, they're moving on. Like, I think them picking up his contract option is saying, we still believe in you. Um, We still think you are a beneficial player. He might be more of a trade chip at this point, just as a salary to match salary to deal. But to jump off something else he said, I think it'd be super beneficial for both the Cavs and Dylan to send him down to the charge for 10, 15 games and let him just get some serious burn within the same offensive ecosystem. Just for the Cavs to finally get a full evaluation of what they have right now with Dylan Windler too, because you're not going to get it. Like, yes, they track his movement, and he's like the he's had the most movement because based on the tracking they've had in practices and stuff. But that doesn't mean much. And like, you can watch him in like exhibition scenarios where guys aren't going full bore the entire time. But if you put him down in with the charge, you can really get a full idea of what you have. And then the Cavs can finally say either they should move on or the front office approaches JB and says, okay, we have a lot of this tangible footage here and data that says like Dylan can be beneficial, get him more minutes in the rotation. 
because I think that's the only way you're going to get JB to budge and stop playing Lamar Stevens so much. And like last night, like I said, Lamar Stevens is not going to go two of three from three on a night-to-night basis. And if Dylan Windler can reliably be a shooter off the bench for the Cavs, I don't see why they don't play him. But at this point, I think people need to give up on the idea of Dylan Windler for the time being. Yes, my, my um, take evolved in real time there because I firmly said give up on it to give up on it for now. Good job. Anyway, um, my last one is just I think Isaac Okoro like played really well. Um, watched him defend Tyler Hero was tons of fun. He had some like Hero got him a couple times, but he really just grinds on dudes. And look, offensively again, I know didn't take a three, but like made a little pull up. He pump faked and took a little pull up jumper uh, out of the right corner, which was nice. Had some good cutting. Had a really nice bucket and transition off of a long rebound. He just pushed and, and had a nice zero step. I think he's. Again, this isn't like a a new take for me, but I really think like he's just going to be fine. Again, it's not always going to be clean, and the the three point shot has to come in in a meaningful way. I think for him to kind of reach his potential, but I think he's going to impact the game in a positive way when he's on the floor. And I think you're just seeing a guy who, even if it's not our sort of fetishized like three and D kind of thing, I think there's going to be a role for this guy because I think he's good. And what it ultimately looks like is like is he ultimately like a, a better as a bench piece? Maybe is he ultimately kind of like too limiting as a, as, as a starter that plays 30 minutes a night because of the shot. I don't think that's like out of the question down the road, but I think you're still figuring that out. And I think he showed in growth the last couple of games in ways that is really, really encouraging after he kind of had a yeah, start to the year. We'll see about the shot, obviously, but um, I thought he played really, really well in Miami. All right. That yeah. is going to be it for this episode of Lockdown Cavs. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen or your first watch every single day. If you're looking for a second uh, episode to go check out on the Lockdown Network today, go check out the Locked on Bets podcast from your boy Q and gambling expert Lee Sterling. Check that out wherever you're getting your podcasts. Um, Evan, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no, just subscribe to me on Write Down Euclid. Uh, the numbers are kind of going up and up and up. I'm going to be running... Some Christmas deals close to the holidays to get people some free trial subscriptions that they want. Uh, again, if you're listening to us on Spotify, let us know about us being under Spotify Unwrapped. We'll give you a shout out at the top of the show, maybe at the end too. Uh, we have a lot of them. I should do a better job of noting this stuff ahead of time. But the Cavs are fun, man, and did not expect them to be 12 and 10, 22 games into the season. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go buy some new feelings and a new car. Shouts to Tyler Baudelaire. This has been Lockdown Cavs. We'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow ahead of Cavs Wiz.